0: It was everything, I saw myself and it was a big deal because I remember in uh, 1994, The uh, Lion King came out and hearing the circle of life changed my world. And I kid you not, you know, if you dream it, you can believe it, you can achieve it. Like I was sitting there drawing every day because I knew I was gonna be an animator. And you know, when I was in school, you know, it was called kinetic imagery, I think it still it's called kinetic imagery at the time. I was like, oh my God, this is great. And I'm in the program.
1: Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined once again by Vernon Brown. He previously featured on episode 201 of Broken Bulbs, so make sure you check that out as well. Now, Vernon is one of the top happiness coaches in the United States, and he focuses on exploring the endless reasons as to why entrepreneurs and executives tend to feel so stuck and unhappy. Known on stage as the Energizer Connection speaker, Vernon uses his skills to leave audience members at the edge of their seats and ready to make changes in their lives. But he also fell out of love with his artistic passion. That's coming up after the break. Real quick before we get into today's show, I just wanted to say thank you for all the ways you offer support, whether it's through sharing the show or through leaving us a review. I really appreciate it. Now, recently I've started creating some bonus content over on patreon.com slash Alex Williams. Remember, I spell Williams differently too. If you want to support me over there, you can go to patreon.com slash Alex Williams or click the first link in the show notes. It'll take you right there, give you access to a ton of bonus content and a ton of other cool stuff that I've been working on. Enjoy the show. Vernon Brown, ready to talk about another one of your broken bulbs? Let's roll with this. got me warmed up. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) So we're talking about you having wanted to be an animator, but then you kind of lost your passion and your fire for it. Uh, I mean, that's a little bit heartbreaking. Tell tell us about this.
0: Oh my God, even talking about this just makes my heart skip a beat. (laughs) You know, it's and I, I equate this to love, and I love that you said that. You know, when you are so focused and determined and you are just, you know, it's the impetus for everything that you do. I'm going to get up in my case to draw. I love the draw. I love seeing, you know, the, the finished work. I love the amount of commitment it takes. I love the amount of just creativity and diligence. Like I, I truly can say, early on in my life, yeah, you know, 1920, know, I'm in college, I loved art. It was everything. I saw myself and it was a big deal because I remember in uh, 1994, the uh, Lion King came out and hearing the circle of life changed my world. And I kid you not, you know, if you dream it, you can believe it, you can achieve it. Like I was sitting there drawing every day because I knew I was going to be an animator. And, you know, when I was in school, you know, it was called kinetic imagery. I think it still is called kinetic imagery at the time. I was like, Oh my God, this is great. And I'm in a program and, you four or five months in, it's like, okay, this is great. I'm in the program. And then, you know, next semester comes in, it's like, I'm in, I'm here. And then the next semester comes in, it's like, if I see another crayon, a Conti crayon, if I see another this, if I see another that, and it took me some time to get to the realization that I didn't want to do it anymore. And it was just, it was something that, that I held on to because I believed that I needed to do this because I thought it. And I'm such a committed person. I know so many people can understand this because it excited me. But what can happen, you know, to myself, what happens to many of us is we are determined to make that one thing happen or that one concept, that one idea. And you or it, it's your baby. You love it. But you know what? Sometimes we outgrow those dreams. Sometimes we outgrow the things that we love. Sometimes those things don't love you back. And the main reason why I was big in art was because it helped me through so many difficult times in my, my life. And, you know, when you're 12, 14, 16, those times are there. But when you get past those things and you're working on a new you, you don't need many of those things anymore. And for me, you know, my, my love had lost me. And my love was completely lost. And I was, what, what do I do? And I felt like, I'm talk about castaway. I felt like it was, wasn't even Wilson with me. I was trying to find Wilson at that point. You know, Tom Hanks castaway. It's was like, what do I do? And, you know, a long life, you know, kind of really screwed up way. And I really developed this phrase of like, you know, life is lived in reverse. First you get the test and then you get the lesson. And for me, it's like, why am I being tested? Why would you take my life away, love away? Why would you do this? I was so focused and so passionate about it that what became of me searching, and that's a big thing is you have to search. The heartache is real. That dream of it happening and then being dashed away is real but you have to keep going. You have to keep you know, being curious and creative. And what I really like tapped into was a new love, because it really tapped into why I love to draw. I really focused on what I put into it, and it was psychology. Now, me, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do psychology. But the more I recognized it, it gave an understanding to some degree, depending on how far you want to take it. But for me, it let me know that I can tap into like understanding people more understanding myself more and really get into the roots. And had I not lost that love, I would have never developed it, the hunger that I have now, that hunger hunger that led me to where I'm now, that hunger that kind of got that ball rolling, so to speak. So when I took that semester off and I felt like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. And, you know, <laughs> I'm crying, I'm feeling bad. and I, That led me to like the greatest discovery was you know, psychology. It led me to really connecting with people, wanting to understand them I and mean, not diagnose to say what's wrong, but to say, I understand and I get it. And empathy goes such a long way. And uh, I can honestly say, had I not gone through go that trial and tribulation of that love being lost, it would have never brought me here. So it's one of those things where you got to hang in there. It doesn't make sense until the end, I promise you, or to a certain point, but it made sense. And I hung in there, even though my heart was broken.
1: Yeah. I I like that. If if there's somebody listening right now who is kind of going through that heartbreak right now where maybe they're they're working on a project and they're just realizing like this isn't really for me. Like I I love this but and I I still like it. I still think it's cool, but maybe it's not my thing. Is there some sort of mental process they can go through in order to one figure out what they want to do next and how they want to pivot, but then two, how they can make sure that they're still happy along the way?
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's a really good question. And so uh, we don't want to answer often. And you know, my first reaction at is this, you have to check in, like not necessarily kind of encant yourself to believe, oh, I love this. I love this. I love this. Today's going to be a good day. Today's going to be a good day, but like really say, what am I feeling while I'm doing this? you know am I, am I just as excited do i have that same enthusiasm I and mean, sure some things are going to wane depending on the day but really look at it. it might even take a couple of weeks of you checking in like what am i feeling right now am i enjoying this because you have to check in because how do you know if you don't like peanut butter if you're not tasting it you know oh, I see peanut butter no you have to take a bite sometime how am i feeling and you know that second reaction is Even though you don't love it as much as you used to, it might not entertain you as much as you used to, you know that you have felt that before. And that is reason enough to stay curious because once you find that again, it's so much better because now you're like, man, I'm going to put everything into this because let's just say I do fall out of love with this again. Let's say it doesn't light me up. I'm going to know I gave everything to it. And it it teaches you to go all in. You can't dip your toe into the water and expect to kind of pull back this gold. You got to go all in. And I think my last reaction to that is this, it's enjoy the process. The anger and frustration that I felt and the heartbreak and sorrow, if I could pull myself back and say, wow, I really wish I had enjoyed that path of me finding what I really wanted more, I would have had a lot more fun. Because if you're hungry, you're curious and you're willing to execute, you will find it. I promise you, because you will. So enjoy it. You might not have that direction, but I promise that stay on the path, you will find it.
1: And of course, at the end of every episode, I like to hear what else is going on with you. Of course, you kind of do this for a living. Uh, You you help people find their happy and and figure out how to be happy in their lives. Why don't you tell us what it means to be a happiness coach and where we can go to find you?
0: You know, thank you for asking me this. It's um, my practice is named What's Your Happy? And people are like, what's a happiness coach? What's your happiness coach? And I'll let people know this, is I'm an architect. I'm not an archaeologist we're not going to sit back and talk about what happened or what they did we're going to talk about what can we do and what we're we going to do to avoid these things what are some building blocks here what are some options here what what are the real solutions here and in some places cases going with the resistance so, you know the problem is the solution most of the time you're just fighting it but it's about opening you up to not be so reductionistic but to be expansive and it's an interesting process because it sounds like, oh, my gosh, like surgery. But no, it's a fun process. But as long as you're willing to explore the unexplored and approach concepts in a very fun way, because it's all about finding you're happy and not that, oh, I found my happy. All of a sudden, my life is better. I'm floating and my coffee will never burn my lips. Wrong. What I'm saying is, is once we figure that out and we're leveraging that, we're doing that thing, we're doing the things you need to do, it makes life a lot more fun and a lot more easier. And by the way, you don't have to work hard to make a lot of money, you know, because that's a big thing for you. I want to make a lot of money. Okay. You made a lot of money. And they're like, oh, I'm so tired, but you don't have to be. But it's letting you go of so many concepts and paradigms that really aren't real.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. And of course, I'm going to have links to all of that and more of what you do so people can connect with you and take part in your course as well. And with that, I just got to say thank you very much for joining me. Alex, I appreciate you having me. You're the man. I love your show. And thank you for listening. We outgrow some dreams, and that's okay. Enjoy the journey. Special thank you to Vernon for joining me once again and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out his work, which I have linked down in the show notes. And make sure you check out episode 201 of Broken Bulbs as well. And if you want to offer support beyond leaving a review and sharing the show, please visit Patreon via the first link in the show note. As a thank you for your support, you'll get a postcard from me wherever I am to wherever you are. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the CreateVine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Geffsison, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.